Everybody, welcome to the show. The SWP is brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums, since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 8606008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Reignite your love for driving with a new Ford from Jim K. Ford. Take a test drive with them today and see all of the latest innovations available for new Ford vehicles. And you know what? For your comfort, if you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Jim K. Ford will be happy to bring a vehicle right to your home or place of work for a demonstration and test drive. Jim K. Ford in Orleans or JimKFord.com. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the SWP. You can tell it's a special one because Jimmy's got his special white t-shirt on. And I like that. <laughs> Steve along with Jim once again is sports and whatever. Thank you for being with us. We hope you enjoy the show. How are things, James? Oh, Stevie, it's just a sign of age, you know? Like the the I haven't bought new rags. Well, I do once in a while. I go to the big mall over here when I, I you know, I'll, I never have anything in mind right. when I go to a shopping mall. You know, I'm just sort of near it. And then I, I'll wheel in there going, I guess I'll walk around a little bit and, and I'll end up buying T-shirts again, again, you know. But I'll tell you what, Stevie. Uh, so I haven't bought new rags in a long time. And uh, obviously you haven't either. Uh, as we are on video, you know, um, I've got a, I've got like a hundred and twenty five dollar <laughs> hoodie right now on. Yeah. Uh, well, that's okay. Oh yeah, that's okay. The problem, Steve, is um, the fashion, Steve. So, so the, the whole idea, Stevie, for me, of having to get new glasses or buying clothes is is th- there's one goal. Okay, does it make me look younger? All right, that's the goal. Does it make right. me look younger? What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is, does it make me look younger? Okay, that's that, that's what I mean by it. Okay, and this stuff. So if you try to, so then obviously, Steve, you you, you see what's trending, you know, right. with the kids, Stevie, with with, you know, for for outfits, okay, and uh, there's still Stevie the fashion trend of, uh, I don't know, just try on any pair of pants of any size at all, okay, like like kids sizes, and wear those where the they're they're super thin at the bottom, Steve. Infants couldn't get some of these pants on, Stevie. Okay, and they're they're you know five inches above your ankle. Okay, that so that's a pair of pants. Okay, yeah. that's what we're gonna do. Um, you'll see it on the on you know I watch golf, right? And by the way, Steve, arr, 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 the PGA is up and going again. Um, you know, like the, they're ankle grabbers, Stevie. Okay. Yes. Well, maybe I'll buy myself a nice suit. Okay, well, that's good. Just make sure the arms are about six inches above your wrists. Yeah. Okay. And it's super tight and tapered and a really short jacket. Okay. Yeah. So I tried some of that, Steve. I should have taken pictures <laughs> of what I look like. And, and I'm not a fat guy, Stevie. You know, I'm like, you know, I carry an extra 10 every <laughs> once in a while, you know. 10, like, yeah, 10, sure. No, no, I do. I carry, uh, you know, my, my playing weight when I was that age was 185. Right. Uh, and now I'm now I'm 200. I was 190 about. I don't. I don't. Pre. You know, right when COVID hit, I was. You know, I was walking a bunch for a while and got down to 190. But I put on 10 anyway. 
it's unfair. It's unfair to the old people. I, I'll say this, that nothing will make you look older faster than trying to look younger. No question. Whether it's your clothes, whether it's something you're doing with hair dye and such, yeah. <laughs> um, whatever you're up to that's an attempt to look younger, it will immediately make you look older and possibly lamer. Yeah. Hey, Dad, what, what's that shirt you have there? What, why are there buttons there, Dad, holding down the corner of your collars? Right. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a button-down shirt, kids. What? <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> when did you get that, Dad? 1970? <laughs> oh, jeez. Come on. And I don't wear shirts very often, Stevie, anymore, right? I'm in the yeah. house. I don't. I'm lazy about getting dressed up. But uh, anyway. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I like a good button-down color. I still like yeah, that. I think sure. that looks sharp. Good, but it's a generation yeah. gap. And it felt like there was a generation gap when I'm looking over the uh, NHL social media world last night. Yeah, big, okay. big, big generation gap. Because uh, basically the Florida Panthers decided that they would bring in a popular hip-hop artist, not even to mention yeah. his name. During a whistle, this rapper was seen gyrating behind a woman who was on all fours and was all caught on a cross-arena video from a Panthers season ticket holder. And the league and the Panthers themselves were heavily promoting this guy. And, uh, <laughs> well, the, the promotion stopped immediately after the video started to spread all over social media. And this is where the generation gap comes in. I probably went chuckling for about three seconds and then immediately thought of all the young families, little kids right. that must have been at the game, and, and then witnessing that. So obviously I'm not a prude, but I thought that was pretty disgusting, what we saw at the Florida Panthers game. What well, do you think? Well, Stevie, uh, obviously the guy is a fan of hockey. They brought him in. Obviously he is a fan, Stevie, because that's the only way, Steve, you can do that and watch the game at the same time. True. True. Right? right? It's the only, uh, you know, any other, you know, you'd have to have your back to the a rink or something like that well i saw so many <laughs> gags that i said that i read about it. it's like oh it's not just the puck getting in deep and uh oh yeah it's Jesus. like oh the I... nhl's gonna investigate that that guy from for hitting from behind that's gotta oh that's, no there's so many jokes out there but yeah. all i could think of was some young dad in florida who took her his seven-year-old daughter to the game and he's a few seats away from this guy this degenerate yeah and uh he's doing that to his girlfriend What's he doing dad yeah. and we don't know what he's doing Say, so I guess they're still fully clothed, but how would you know? You know, well, that's been that video has been more more analyzed than anything the Department of Player Safety has had to deal with in the last sure, 10 years. There we go. This, does this deserve a suspension? Uh, so it ended up on our Instagram account. And and I thought, okay, someone's hacked it or whatever. But we have a suspendables podcast, uh, the, the one to do with Russ. And uh, I got, a, you know, I, when you guys sent it to me, you and Roscoe, and what is this? I said, oh, my God, it's up in, up in the account. And I don't have access to it. Or the marketing company does. It does the work. <laughs> so I maniacally was texting the guy, thinking someone hacked into it, because there's no way the, the, the company that we have would ever do that. Or would they? Steve, speaking of the younger generation, I phoned the guy. He's like, hey, that's funny, isn't it, Jimmy? I went, no, no, not <laughs> Not on our, not on the company account, you know, so to speak. He says, yeah, our guy. I said, who put that up? He said, yeah, our guy reposted it with, really? Tell your guy to unpost it, Stevie. And that's yeah. me, you know. Pe people probably thought, oh, Jerome's up to no good again. 
You know? Yeah, I was, I was, but I was amazed though that that was the common. I feel like I'm way in the minority about being annoyed and offended and angry about it when I think about, again, from the perspective of young families at the game. It's an NHL game. It's not a club. It's not right. an after-hours club where it's all adults. This, to me, should be the kind of thing that shouldn't be a social media punchline. This is the kind of thing that should get you on a sex offender's registry. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing just because it's so ridiculous. But It is. Uh, yeah. Anyway, if I think it's offensive, Steve, right? You know, uh, not you know, not I, I'm not the barometer for offensive. Never have been, you know. But anyway, it's all. It's you know all what? A lot older, of people are offended by right now, though. In uh, well, across the country, because it's become a national story. It's a province of Quebec story about COVID nineteen, and the province of Quebec right now is looking at taxing people who are unvaccinated against COVID nineteen. And what do you think of that idea? Imposing a tax on adults who choose to remain unvaccinated. Some are saying it's a constitutional nightmare. Some are saying, why not? What about you? Yeah. Um, you know, my, my, my dad used to, to say, uh, you know, come tax time, right? Uh, every spring, right? You got to do your taxes. And, um, you know, I used to say one one of the biggest problems with the with the tax system is all the loopholes, how 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 complicated it is to what's a write off, what isn't, what's your job compared to this guy's job, so you get that, you don't get that. You know, uh, take your RSP and go buy a golf membership with it, and some of that's a write off, right? So, it, it it it's it's always made it it's it's so unsimple, right? That you always get all these stories about who should be paying what tax, right? So I think Australia, um, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think they have like a flat tax, okay? It's like you, you, get, you get 15%, okay? You got to pay 15% on your money, okay? So it's a percentage, right? Uh, something like that. It's pretty simple, right? So throw this into the fray now, Stevie, okay? Throw this into the fray about what's taxable and what isn't and how are we going to figure that out? And and they've just laid the law down, Stevie. They did it very quickly. If you lie about being vaccinated, right? We know this. The Evander Kane story. Right. Uh, Djokovic, you know, some of these, these other guys that are in the news. So I, I see it as never working. You know, I don't. I don't. I guarantee you, Stevie, if they did it, uh, you know, John Doe not vaccinated. This guy ended up getting a $100 tax bill or whatever. Uh, and he's going to run into someone who's going, you know, I'm, I'm not vaccinated, but here's what I did to avoid that tax. Right. Okay. So all the accountants, so it's going to be a schmozzle. Um, but that being said, I kind of like the idea. Right? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a pro-vaxxer guy. Um, and I like it. I like it. I think everyone should get vaccinated. Now that may be open up for debate still is one of the problems, Steve, is people are getting COVID who've been double vaccinated. So a lot of people, anti-vaxxers are looking at that, but what they're not doing is going further saying, uh, I know a ton of people now who've had COVID or, or have it right now uh, because it's spreading this, this variant. Uh, but, but almost all of them, you know, who, who were vaccinated, of, of those vaccinated people, almost all of them are saying, man, am I ever glad I'm vaccinated because the symptoms were quite mild, 
Right. Compared to when it first came on, what were the symptoms? Oh, yeah, people dying. Right. Yeah, that was, you know, when it came on. So that's and my there, take on it. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I tend to agree. Not by a strong margin, because I do see kind of that infringement on, on people's rights. You know, it's not like the it's not like this would be unprecedented though. I think about cigarette smokers, they pay way extra. Uh, it's like a sin tax, right? Alcohol as well. Um, but you could also now take this to the next step. Okay, are you doing something in your life that is creating a strain on our healthcare system? And at that stage of the game, you probably have to go and say, "Well, sorry, um, Joe or Sally, you're obese." We're going to have to start giving you an obesity tax right? because it right. feels like that's going to be a strain on the health care because you are the size you are. So when you start talking about it in those terms, I understand that, you know, obesity is a tough thing and it's a tough thing to overcome for sure. But those who, uh, you know, those who are unvaccinated will probably point to something like that and say, hey, is that the next step here? Right. Is that what you're going right. to go? You're going to do this? But I think, again, not by a strong margin, I would say that I would probably be someone in favor of that because this, this is such an easy thing. It's a little right. jab and then it's over. And, and our, and our right. best people, you, and you've chosen to be part of a civilization and our best medical leaders are saying this is the way to go. And you're saying, nah, I know more than they do. So, okay. You've decided that you don't want to be part of the civilization kind of rules, then there maybe needs to be some penance for that. Nobody's saying you have to take the vaccine, but maybe there does need to be a little bit of a a little chip in um, to the healthcare process if you're refusing to do it. Because let's be honest, more unvaccinated people are ending up in hospital, and that costs right. money. What's beyond ironic, Stevie, in in our world? If you look at you had mentioned it, you know, if you look at Gambling, smoking, drinking, uh, you know, big, big tax on those, right? Okay, so gambling, for example, what the government takes, the percentage of what the government takes on, on lottery tickets. And, you know, th- think about that, how much money they're making. You know, VLT machines, video, lottery, video machines that are just, you know, suck the life, man, out of, out of the guys addicted to gambling, right? Um, so the government's saying... Well, here's what we'll do is we're, we're going to let you do that, okay? We're going to we're, we're not going to help you too much. We might put up a little poster, Steve, in the casino, a little small one mm-hmm. when you walk in that says, if you have a gambling problem, phone this number, right? Uh, it's like in fine print. So it always struck me as, you know, really odd, right? Okay, we gambling's bad for you, okay? And we make the most money off the people who have a problem with it, okay? Uh, booze. Okay, so the more booze you buy, the more money we make off you. Yeah. But this just in, you know, there's there's a pretty big problem with people who drink too much and smoking, right? Smoking's like I'm a I'm a cheater on, on smoking now, right? I've, I've I've tried to quit several times. I'm doing pretty good. I'm always in an effort to do it, but it's it's twenty two dollars for a pack of cigarettes, Stevie. Right? right. And and. You know, if you want to break that down, just go online and see how they how they break down that twenty two bucks, right? Yeah. So, what what might make sense if the government was really trying to help, right? Is they should come up with a fine, Stevie, if you're caught smoking. Okay, you want to help people? 
you know, I, I mean, I know enough about addiction that that's, that's maybe not going to do enough to do it, but, um, you know, that, that's never going to happen, you know, ever, ever going to happen, right? That if you, if you smoke, we're going to find you. They're going, no, you know what I'm saying, Stevie? It's, it's, yep. a, it's, a, it's an effed up world, man. It's an effed I, up I world. I feel like the difference here, though, with this tax idea on the unvaccinated, it feels like in this case, it doesn't feel like it's a revenue stream per se, or at least, I mean, it, it could be, but it doesn't feel like that's the motivation behind it. It feels more along the lines of, and this is how I feel about it. I mean, I don't want people's, I don't, I'm not, I'm not out to get anybody's money. I, I'm, I'm for the idea of doing something that will give extra motivation to people to get the vaccination. And I think that that's probably the bigger factor when the Quebec government is, is kind of potentially rolling this out there, that right. that's what they want for the greater good to have everybody take the vaccine and get this thing behind us all the faster right. and, and keep everybody safer all the faster. Right. right. So um, let's yeah. take a timeout. Let's do that. And of course, the show is brought to you by our good and great friends at Jim K. Ford. They are your Ottawa certified pre-owned Ford dealer. They remove all the worries when you're out there getting a new for you vehicle with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage, vehicle history report, purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. That is peace of mind. I love it. Check out jimkford.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call. Let's have that talk, and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. We all know that home prices remain sky high, and if you're curious to know what your home is worth in a blazing hot market like this, you should call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today for a free no-obligation estimate. You'll be shocked to learn what you could get for your home and what similar homes are going for in this market. So call Glenn at the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team today at glennwalton.com. So as I mentioned, Jake Sanderson, some good news for him. He's going to be, here's a kid who's still in college uh, with North Dakota. He is uh, one of the best players in the United States as far as NCAA ranks go. And he has been, well, he's been named to Team Canada's Olympic team, and he's accepted. And he's today been named the Hobie Baker nominee for the North Dakota squad. And as, as his teammate Reese Gaber were also uh, nominees for the Hobie Baker Award. And I was pumped for him from that perspective for a moment. And then I remembered, wait, the first round of the Hobie Baker Award nominees, there's 77 nominees. So right. he's still a piece away from winning the thing, <laughs> but he's certainly going to be one of the finalists. I don't think there's any question about that. Very special defensive prospect. And Sens fans are absolutely jacked about this guy. Um, but, it, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how a kid like that might do at the Olympics. For the average hockey fan, there's not going to be a lot of big household names on the Canadian roster. Yeah, I read a, uh, a piece yesterday. I read a bit of it. Um, uh, I think Ron Hextall's the GM in Philly. No, Pittsburgh. Uh, where he played a bunch he of was in Philly for a long time, though. Or, oh, just like recently gone? Like three years ago, I think. Something like that. Yeah. So I the, the piece was... Uh, uh, and I got to give him credit is he was talking about their first rounders and, and all of them, I think were, were flunks. 
you know, and, and he said, I've, I got to take the blame for that. You know, that, that the, the guys we had, I, they, they may not even be playing Steve. I, I don't know, but the sense of the article was, uh, first of all, him taking the fall for it uh, and not bitter about his firing. And, and secondly, the, the reminder that, uh, that no, no, no guarantee here, right? Well, Jake Sanderson is an interesting one and I have more to say about that whole Philadelphia flyer thing in a sec. But Jake Sanderson was the fifth overall selection a couple of years ago. And based on headlines like the ones I just read, based on his play at North Dakota, um, he was gonna he was the world junior captain until that got canceled for Team USA. He was their, uh, like I say, their captain. And, and the expectations for from Sens fans just grows and grows and grows to the point where I saw the athletic come out with a under 23, uh, best under 23 players in the NHL list. And yeah. the Sens probably have about a dozen guys like that that you might consider for that. And I think Jake Sanderson was one of the best ahead of Josh Norris, even who was who was a Calder Trophy finalist last year. So the expectations mm-hmm. I think are going to move between now and when he actually plays a game, we're going to move to a just totally unreasonable level. I'm not sure he's going to be able to live up to that anytime soon. But back to the Flyers for a second. I didn't hear anything from Hextall. But what I did see was Bobby Clark, who's still with the organization as a senior advisor. And he jumped on a mm-hmm. podcast called the Cam and Strick podcast and murdered Hextall as the former GM. Oh, murdered him. <laughs> like he, he held it for over uh, three years and he blamed him for everything. Clark did. Um, oh. So here's, here's what Bobby Clark had to say uh, about the draft work, for example, the year that they decided to go with Nolan Patrick when they could have had Kale McCarr, who some people think is this year's Norris Trophy winner. Uh, mm-hmm. This is what Bobby Clark had to say about the work of Ron Hextall. None of our scouts wanted Nolan Patrick, but Ron Hextall went out on his own. He alienated everybody. He shut his door. He locked the doors. He was the boss, and nobody else was part of it. We got the second pick overall in the draft, and we got Nolan Patrick. None of our scouts wanted him. I don't know where Patrick should have gone after his performances in Brandon. He's a pretty good player, but they certainly, all of our scouts, wanted Makar, and of course he went next to Colorado. Now he's an absolute superstar, and Patrick isn't playing. But Hextall made that choice all by himself. Yeah. You know, stand down, Bobby, okay? Just stand down a little bit, okay? Everyone's an expert, okay, when they've got three years to look at what happened, Steve, okay? When they're when when they're looking at that, where are you? Where are you when he actually does that? Shuts the door, ignores everyone, you know, steps on everyone, and then says, "No, I'm doing this." Okay, where are you the next day, Bobby? Saying, yeah. "Okay," to bury the guy. Okay, so I I, I I don't like that. You know, I don't like that. You know, we lost that we lost that hockey game because, well, you know, we lost ten games two years ago, but you know, because of what you did. Shut up, you know, shut up. Bobby. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, and everybody right. can look at everybody's draft record and see all kinds of mistakes. Who the hell knows what the transition for an 18-year-old hockey player, no matter how good he is at the amateur level, is going to be up at the pro level. Even though everything physically seems to be where it needs to be, you don't know what's going on between a young man's ears. And once he gets to the bright lights of the NHL, sometimes things come apart, and you just can't tell. And so... I'm always I always have a little bit of a soft spot for general managers being asked to effectively pick the lottery numbers. And sometimes they're not going to be right, obviously. So 
Right. And, and Bobby Clark's one to talk. Like, if you have his draft record, Bobby Clark's, you probably shouldn't be casting stones. This is a guy who went up, I think it was like 08, something like that, in that draft. He went up to make the first overall or the first selection for the Flyers that year. He forgot the name of the player. Oh, I, yeah. forgot the, I forgot the guy's <laughs> I name. Then it was some no-name <laughs> named Claude Giroux. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there Come you on, go. Come on, Bobby. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, the other hockey note, what did I want to get to? Yeah, Nicholas Lidstrom has been hired by the Red Wings. One of the great, I mean, after Bobby Orr, Nicholas Lidstrom is in the discussion for one of the greats of all time. You get Bobby right. Orr, he's, on, he's an island unto himself. Lidstrom is in the discussion with the Doug Harveys or whoever you want to throw in that mix. Paul Coffey, um, something like seven Norris trophies. Just a terrific player. And from, I've never met him, but everybody who talks about him says he's an even better human being. Steve Eiserman, right. now the GM of the Red Wings, of course, completely mm-hmm. remaking that organization, um, just doing everything the right way, and they've got good ownership behind them. Eiserman went out yesterday and named his old teammate, Nicholas Lidstrom, as vice president of hockey operations. So two smart guys, two Hall of Famers, former Red Wings. Like this is just right. perfection in terms of getting the right guys at the top and watching all the good things happen beneath them, good decisions mm-hmm. all the way down the line. And, and Sens fans could not help but look at that and go, oh, come on, why can't we be like that? Because right, they had right. Daniel Alfredson, like Lidstrom, good Swedish guy, quality human being, their longtime captain. He wanted to have that job. In fact, he held that job for a little while before he ran mm-hmm. away from the organization screaming, basically saying, okay, I, I, I just don't want this. I just don't want this in my life right, right now. So it's right. just such a contrast when things are being done the right way professionally by an organization that respects people. Right. You know, it's it's a tough gig, right? Because you want, like, we're of the ilk now, Stevie, where all the guys, we we grew up watching play hockey, you know, in the, uh, or I, I say I am, in my when I moved out here in 85, right? Of course, I stumbled into the, the great Oilers. So all those guys now are retired, and, and some have front office jobs, some don't, right? Uh, but what seems to work, Steve, because a lot of guys get approached about it. I know that, okay? I know that, that they go, okay, do you want to, you know, maybe get into some sort of managing or assistant, you know, a scout first, then, then you move up, Stevie, right? You start as a scout, then you become a, uh, you know, head scout, then you become an assistant general manager, then you become, you know, GM, blah, 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 right? President of the hockey ops and all that stuff. When you find guys who you think are really good and they want to do it, makes for the good combo, right? But, oh, yeah. but all, not all of them want to do it, Stevie, but some end up doing it going, okay, I, yeah, I guess I'll give it a shot, you know? And, and if you own the team, you might be, what? Yeah, this is a pretty big job, you know? I might, <laughs> I might, yeah. I might need a little better than I'll give it a shot. Yeah, but. Brad Hull looking in your direction. Yeah, it obviously happens all the time, right? They go, okay, well. Speaking of first rounders, right? We'll we'll we'll, we'll take it. We'll we'll roll with this guy. So um, that's what makes anyway. Iserman such a, a special breed. It seems like all the superstars, because there's lots of former NHL players who go into executive positions, but there's not many great ones. Largely because they've made so much money, they've had their fill of fame. Uh, they don't feel like there's m- much left on the table where they got to keep competing and running an NHL team now or a coach. I think that's the biggest reason why the Gretzky's, the Brett Hulls of the world. There's there's just not that many superstars who have the interest level in it 
to do it at the level you need to to be successful. Steve Eiserman is one of the exceptions to that role. Yeah, he is, right? And and even Gretz, right, did, did a bunch of different jobs. You know, his last one as a, you know, part of the Oilers. And I'm not sure exactly what role. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm just... But not much you know, of a it's, commitment. It's Wayne, right? It's like, Wayne, bring the guy on. Like, let, let him walk around the dressing room, you know, half yeah. an hour before each game, right, for motivation and stuff. Uh, but it's not everyone's cup of tea, man, for sure. But nope. you're right about Stevie, Stevie Y. Well, yeah. Tampa, right? Tampa. Yeah, did a great job there, and he's doing a great job now with the Red Wings. And uh, it, But it's not like a, an ambassador role or a, a role you flit in and out of. It is a day-to-day deal, long beyond 9 to 5, lots of calls, lots of pressure. Um, right. And not life pressure or anything like that. If Steve Eisenman lost his job and never worked in the NHL again, he'd be just fine. Not that kind right. of pressure. He is a competitor, and he wants to do a good job and win a Stanley Awful Cup job, ring. too, Steve. Awful yeah. job, right? I mean, it's just like... You know, it's like being a, a greenskeeper at a golf course, you know? Yeah. Every time someone walks by you, they go, huh, what, 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 what do you mean? Huh? Yeah, well, the rough, eh? A little long on the left side. Your last draft pick, huh? How's that going? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, saw, no, did you see Iserman in that last news conference about, I don't know, it was just before Christmas, I want to say, where he basically spoke out against the way they were handling COVID. Oh, no, I didn't. Which no, really, didn't. Uh, you know, I thought it, was a bit out there for Steve Eiserman, who usually is a straight and narrow kind of guy. But uh, And he took hurts. a lot of flack for it yeah. on social media. I used to love Steve Eiserman, and then he said that the whole COVID thing is so polarizing, isn't it? It's just that you can't have an opinion oh. on it without a big, wide number of people burying you for it. Yeah. The problem with the COVID debate, Stevie, I was saying the other day, uh, unlike other sort of debatable things, you know, you you might have you might have someone talking about um, you know, should we have bike lanes in our city, right? You might go, yeah, we should have them, right? We've got to look at it. And other people go, no, we shouldn't, uh, but we'll agree to disagree, okay? Yeah. Topic like that, right? You might Civil have. discourse. With, with COVID, okay, COVID, it's like, I think we should be vaccinated, okay? The, the person who wants to weigh in on that, Steve, goes, you're a criminal, I hate you, and you're out of your fucking mind, <laughs> right? They, they, there's no middle ground, man. With there's this no thing, civility right? whatsoever. No, there's not, right? The, the both sides hate each other, you know? It's crazy. Uh, let's get out of here. Uh, enjoy I it. hate you, Steve, okay? You're, you're th- that opinion? I'm not never talking to you again. Fair enough. Okay? Fair enough. <laughs> uh, we'll get out of here. Enjoy your you, day, Steve. everybody. SteveWProject.com is our website. Have a great day. We will talk to you next time. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com.